wheels make me wanna shout. Kick your heels up and shout. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, the Buffalo Bills 1-0, Sean McDermott 3-1 in season openers, all three victories coming over the New York Jets. 27-17 was the final yesterday. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the only representative of Bills and Beers still living in Chicago and from Chicago. Tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. 1-0, baby. And up there in Bruce City, USA, back home, the wife and kids, it's Buffalo, Bill Nichols. Billy, how are we doing tonight? Doing fantastic. Gotta love it. Yeah, really no surprise in this one. We bet big last week, as we all know. We'll get more on that later and more on this week's juicy, juicy bet from the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton. Can't wait to get into that. Find us on social media. Subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your loved ones. Tell everyone you know. How you found this podcast. Gang, we've been doing this now for 12 years. It's the 12th year we've been doing this podcast. So we know the drill. Let's not waste any more time and get right into it. My champagne champagne glasses. (laughs) No, they're two beer bottles. A lot of spirit, yeah. We got the spirit. Just watch it happen now. Twenty-seven seventeen was the final in this one, as we said before, and it was pretty much it was pretty much donezo uh, after the Bills went up twenty-one nothing. We kind of coasted a victory early. The Jets may be the worst team in the NFL. We'll have to wait and see. And you got to be happy. Start one and zero. It was a weird game in an empty stadium, um, but we came out victorious. And so long as they're counting wins and losses, we're on the right side of the ledger. But it wasn't all pretty. We'll get to all the great things about this game in a moment. But first, we'll start with some of the things that could have been a little better. Billy, we'll start with you. Your Jenny Cremail bummer of Sunday's contest. Oh, so two things came to mind. You guys are probably going to have one of them. And I don't really care about this right now. But I... T- I uh, and I don't want to have to say I told you so when we're talking week eight, week nine, week ten, when it really matters. But Tyler Bass, it's, I mean, this, mm. this it scares me um, that he's missing the, those field goals. And um, But here's the thing is no matter what, I don't want to be a team that's counting on field goals to win the game. I understand, yeah. there, I understand there are going to be games where it's going to come down to a field goal. But I want to be dropping six on people all the time. And that's that's a team that I hope to be. So I don't care that much right now that he missed those field goals. And I I get it. He's a rookie. Let's hope that he just needs to get that out of his out of his system. I was reading an article about Steve Christie and whoever the the Vikings um, kicker was years ago when Leslie Frazier was the coach. Anyway, I guess he had a horrible first game. He thought he was going to get cut, and then the guy comes, you know, turns around and 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 you know is a legitimate NFL kicker for years. But uh, yeah, it's got to be the cream ale. Okay, Cass, coming to you now. Can't wait for this take. So, yeah, I'm probably going to take 
the other one that Bill was going to do it, but I'm actually not going to take Josh Allen running the ball. Mm. I'm going to take Josh Allen's ability to roll out to the left side of the pocket. Ooh. So he is very good at rolling out to the right. And he does an excellent job. I mean, he hit John Brown a few times down the sidelines, Stefan Diggs down the sidelines. However, two critical plays where he rolled out to the left, he had time and had two open players both times in the end zone. The first mm-hmm. one was Dawson Knox. Yeah. It's when D- Diggs was, oh my God, Diggs was double teamed down below and like was pointing behind him. Like, yeah. throw it to him, right. throw it like, to him. You got my bro over there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Allen had all the time in the world, just missed, like completely missed it. And then the other one was, uh, again, in the back of the end zone. Who was it? John Brown, right? That was in the back of the end zone there. Just completely misses it. So he's rolling out to his left. I'm very, very concerned that he has severe accuracy issues. And I'm going to say it, accuracy issues, Mm. right? He's been good on the other sides. But when he's rolling left, I'm highly concerned and... If other teams are picking up on that, then they'll continue to force him to the left and make him make mistakes. Interesting. So I'm going to take it a step further, Cass, and I'm just going to straight up give it to Josh Allen. You know, which is fine. Very I'm not, I'm not ready to give him a, a, a ticker tape parade just because he got to 300 yards. And you know, it, it was such a convincing win, and it was a win they should have had. That the only thing that stood between them and hanging 50 on the, the the next of the New York Jets was Josh Allen just doing dumb shit. Yeah. And it's like, come yeah. on, man. Let's like let's like get it out of your system. It's week one. I get it. You're still not perfect. But, hey, guess who was perfect on Sunday? Literally every other Buffalo Bill not named Tyler Bass. So, hey, man, it all starts and ends with you. I, at no point was this game in jeopardy, so it was all completely inconsequential. But, yeah, those fumbles, those like just chucking it out of the back of the end zone, I mean, it, that cost us some serious points. More on that later. Cass, what do you got? No, I, and I don't think the game was ever close to being lost. But here's the thing. Good teams put terrible teams away. Put them away. And but, th- but that's what I'm saying, when Cass. It's 21 this team nothing. did. I, but I don't think we did, right? Like, No, I, Josh I wanted- Allen did not. Josh Allen made stupid fumbles. Josh Allen chucked it out of the back of the end zone. This team kept the Jets out of the end zone. This team... Kept everything else, did everything else right. The only person that didn't, other than Tyler Bass and Tremaine Edmonds when, when he separated his shoulder or whatever on Jameson Crowder trying to make that tackle on the long screen play, everybody else did their part except for Josh Allen. I, and again, I'm... And, and, hey, and Josh he, he Allen did. touches the ball on every single, basically, offensive possession. So it, this is my thing. I'm not going to have... Like you said, he's not getting a hall pass on this one. We're not doing the ticker tape parade. He, we're not crowning him the king. I expect more, and yep. I'm, I'm not going to say, like, I, I wasn't satisfied with that win. I wasn't. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, great, it was good, like, cool, but am I, like, all in on it? Like, no, I expect it, better. And you know what? It, we all need to expect better. But And here's the thing, though. I am, I am actually pleased with his performance, uh, and I thought that he played a fine game, and if he plays like that, we're going to win 10 games in perpetuity right. every year. 
Okay, that just look like let's just get that out of the way. But of all of all of the players that mattered on Sunday, he was the worst one. Yeah, and I think I think where our, where our minds go collectively because we're all on the same page as far as how good the Bills are or can be this year. Where our minds go is it's not how is he, how well is he playing? It's is he good enough to beat the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah, and it's not oh you know what, yeah, we're winning this game, it's okay. It's like, no, you need to hit that pass because when we're playing against the Chiefs, you need to hit that pass. Yeah. So yeah. why yeah. get a free pass 27 now? ain't going to cut it against the Chiefs. Exactly. So, ugh. Which is insane, which is insane. But, hey, they're in your conference. You want to win a Super Bowl, you got to beat them. Yep. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, and I, I was thinking about that today, like just in terms of the fan experience, and I'm not, and then I'm, this has nothing to do with COVID and the empty stadium, but you know, I, I just today I felt like I wasn't clinging to this win. I'm not looking at the schedule, being like, oh, well, if only, and if oh, if if, if this falls this way, and we got to get this one, and oh, I don't know how we're gonna get. Like, I, I, I'm just not that way this year, and it's not that I'm like disengaged from the Bills. It's just that I have higher expectations. And it's and it's not that I didn't enjoy the win. I did on Sunday, but my, you know, I I, I it was never in doubt. So it wasn't like it was just it was like this you know overwhelmingly effusive experience. It was just it, it was what it was, and it, it was the experience that I had for a long time imagined other fans, you know, Patriots fans in particular, must 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 go through on any given Sunday. Because I talk to people who very much follow their team but don't live and die by wins and losses and that's why because you know they're they they are more more likely to win than not and that's where we are and that's great so josh allen you could you could have had an elite game yesterday and you didn't you had a very good game uh if you and because you didn't have an elite game and everybody else did against one of the worst teams in the nfl you're getting the jenny cream let's not dwell hey lars make it quick because i want to get to the positive I do, I do just quickly want to go on record of I've said this last year the the third quarter slump let's let's watch it let's see how <sighs> let's see how we come out of the locker room it, Fair. one game I'm just Fair. saying future forward it, it may be a, a Jenny Cremel in, we, in my we very were, near future we hammered on that like last year nonstop and yesterday was no better okay well Cass we'll come we'll come right back to you here Ooh. because we did win we did get the win. A big time win, not big time enough. More on that later. Uh, you're the Bat Blue MVP of yesterday's uh, game. Oh man, I mean you're right. It was everyone but not named Josh Brown? No, uh, or Josh Allen? Uh, no, John Brown. I okay, mean, yeah, that's totally sufficient. By the way, you're not he, you're not I, giving John Brown's interviews the uh, Bat Blue MVP because <laughs> my gosh, those things are the driest like. Uh, he gives he gives you nothing. Have you guys watched those? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, oh my gosh! He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we. He, I mean, he never answers the question, and he, he answers he answers things in you know one sentence. Does not extrapolate upon anything. It's just like it is. It, what do they say? Pulling teeth. That's yeah. what it is. Love. Yeah, it. but I mean, he Cass he did yesterday what he has been doing the entire time he's a Bill, which is eight catches for eighty-five yards, maybe a touchdown, maybe not. Like the dude has been rock solid as a Buffalo Bill. Yep, and we just need him to continue doing that. And the best thing that he did 
was, you know, Stefan Diggs is getting double teamed. And, and Diggs even said it in his post game. He goes, we have two number one res- wide receivers. Yeah. yeah, me and John Brown. And, and like, he's like, if I'm double teamed, you've got him open. And he showed. So smoke was a show. He was my smoke show. Woo. Like that. Well, I'm going to go because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take – I, and uh, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about it yesterday that I wanted to, I wanted to make this my Labatt Blue. Um, and then the very first caller on Sal's show today made this point, but I'm going to make it anyways. Hey, you know what we didn't look like today? Completely hapless when we tried to run a screenplay. We, we weren't picking up huge plays. We weren't, like, flipping the field. But we didn't look like the world's most drunken circus out there, which is what we have looked like every year since Chan Gailey left Buffalo. <laughs> like we 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 ran the screen effectively. We get like a solid B, maybe even a B plus in our screen game, and that is better than the D minus F plus that we have been just like face palming over for the last eight years. And it was nice to see because it's you know it's a good change of pace, and and hey, we got a touchdown off a of screen too. To John Brown, I was actually I was worried that he that that ball hit the ground. But all, all those things aside, it was it was good to see. It was it was a multi dimensional offense. We're not gonna. I noticed we have not even discussed the running game yet. No need. We'll talk about the good stuff. But yeah, it was nice to see them. And it was yeah, it was wide receiver screens. It was tight end screens. It was running back screens. It was it was the makings of a competent offense. Can't so, really ask for much more when you have a defense like ours. And Lars, I'll. Be- I'll build. I'll build off that with my Labatt Blue MVP, and that's Brian Dable, and Ooh. he he showed he showed us uh, what last year he w- he had the ability to somehow create a competent offense with uh, some missing pieces, uh, and he threw in a lot of Isaiah McKenzie last year, right? And we're still going to see a lot of Isaiah McKenzie this year. But you saw yep. that the the way he was able to spread this spread the field with 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 four wideouts, um, and create separation, uh, make the make Josh Allen's decision making easier, and not run any not force Josh to have to throw the ball too far downfield. He he essentially he set Josh Allen up for success. Gave him some pretty easy passes to make along the way. And one of the things that I love, which I don't think a lot of people realize, is he does play a nice chess game for the entire year. So mm. last year he didn't he did not tip our hands as to the type of offense that we were going to run in future games. And I think there is something to that in this game where yeah. he didn't want to show what we were gonna do in the running game. He didn't Definitely. He, he didn't want to necessarily involve uh, you know, involve those Isaiah McKenzie uh, jet sweeps because teams have so much tape on that, but maybe they're going to figure now, oh, that's not part of their offense, so they're going to game plan for something else, and then boom, we're going to throw it in. So um, I think he's done a and, – and the other thing that I love is uh, when Stefan Diggs was asked about <clears throat> uh, his role in the offense, he actually called Dable a mastermind. Uh, mm. Which is the first time I've ever heard, you know, uh, you know, Dable referred to as a, as a mastermind or anyone really talking about him in that in that way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, po- positive things. I think he showed from us last year that um, even with some deficiencies on the offense, that we could be competent and even good. Uh, and so, good signs pointing toward that this year. And you just wish that uh, you could hang up some more points on him so he could really shine 
Um, but. So, Bill, Bill, I think that's an interesting one because I think there's a fine line of being too cute or mm-hmm. overthinking things, right? I think all we're all in these corporate jobs, right? We we have teams or leaders that really overthink things and make things more complicated than they should be. Um, I just worry, you know, Dable as a mastermind, you know, not getting too much into his own head or getting too cutesy um, and really being able to keep within that fine line of, you know, calling the right plays and not just trying to, you know, win the chess battle that's out there. So, yeah. It's, so that's a couple interesting... things I want to I want to react to there. One, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. We I think we had this conversation internally last year. I'm not sure I've heard anybody say it. And I don't think we've ever said it publicly. But for the love of God, man, the one thing you do really well is outrun people. When he tries to stop and juke people, it does not work. We need to disable his breaks. When he gets the ball, he's allowed to run in one direction and one direction only. When he stops in the backfield, he's dead to rights. And he does it on occasion. But when he just takes the edge, he's good for six yards every time. He's yeah, fast, he needs- but he's not quick. Yeah, He needs to go into force gut mode. He would- exactly. <laughs> By the way, he would probably be the best arena football player of all time. You get to start 10 yards back or Canadian football. You get to start 10 yards gone. <laughs> so there's that. And then, of course, of course, Bill. And it was happening on both sides of the ball, I think, yesterday. And we've, we haven't even talked about the defense, really. Yeah. But there's really not much to say. But I, I, I am 100% certain that on both sides of the ball, as soon as we got up 14-0, like, we went to the Tecmo Super Bowl, like, eight-play playbook. Right. I mean, that was it. Like, they, they, they weren't showing anything because, you know, lest we forget, and this we talked about this on the last podcast, that McBean, these guys put so much thought into it, and they are looking ahead. And so one thing I'm sure these guys have factored in is that with no preseason, there's no tape. So they are going to prolong giving the rest of the league tape as long as they can. I'm sure other coaches are thinking that way too. But if you're if you're up like that on a division opponent week one and there's really no indication that this game's gonna be tight, yeah, I don't. I have. It's part of the reason why I wasn't terribly concerned. We weren't pouring on the points, and that's and that's why Josh Allen gets the Jenny Cremail is because you know I I would expect the the team to completely just neuter any kind of creativity or any kind of wrinkle or any kind of special stuff that yeah, like we talked about last time with Duke Williams. They're going to unveil in the postseason. Uh, special shout-out, uh, LeBat Blue MVP, to Lars's vocab so far in this pod. On point. Thank you. Thank you. Cass, anything else before we cheers on out of here and get Suge on the line for wild card? No, I'm, I'm just positive. You know, offensive line looking good, defensive line. I mean, everybody just looking good. Let's not have a letdown. Let's not be overconfident. Well, Cass, I think in this next segment, we'll get an opportunity to put our money where our mouth is. So let's not waste any more time and get into that. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the the wild card. We'll get there. It's week one for us, too. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. I actually had a Sculpin 
uh, IPA from the good people at Ballast yesterday and tonight, and a little something-something from the good people at Lagunitas. So I'm back on it, just just uh, taking all the budesonide that my esophagus can handle. So I have uh, downshifted and upshifted to a tennis milf, as advertised last time, a little black cherry lemon uh, current from, I think, I think it's the southern tier, and I've put a little uh, Svedka in it. So we're doing good. We're doing good here on a Monday night. Cass, what are you drinking after after you got out of school tonight? Yeah, it's a school night, so I'm drinking the high-quality Chicago H2O. Um, but I did drink yesterday. I had plenty of Labatt Blue Lights. I think I lapped Suge maybe twice. I was nice. on number four, and he was on number two yesterday. So, uh, And I wasn't the person that got sick. We'll talk about that later. Wow. Neither was to... I. Let's make it very clear. Neither was I. <laughs> Although Billy, I what did... are you drinking up there in Brew City? Uh, spoil, uh, do, we, do we already know? Because that's what you always drink? Uh, you know. However, can I add you a little story this time? Please. Okay. Edit. Edit. Uh, no. Uh, so recently, about a week ago, they opened up a Total Wine, finally, about three minutes from my house, which I'm so excited about because there are so many beautiful beers there. And of course, I buy them out of blue light. So, like, I literally buy five different five cases from there. Previous to that, I the only place I could get I get Labatt Blue a few different places, but I couldn't get Blue Light unless I wanted to travel to the other Total Line that's about twenty five minutes away, which in Milwaukee is quite a drive. Uh, so, anyway, very happy that we've got uh, Labatt Blue Light right around the block, and that's all I got. Thanks, love you. That might be a sign. That's a sign for the season. Uh, wow. you know, or it's just they just put in a total line here, but that's cool. Love you. <laughs> wait, Coming to you wrong? now, Suge. Wait, what's wrong? Why is it a sign for the? I don't understand why. Because now he's got his little bat blue. She's saying it's a sign yeah. that they put in the store, a sign of good yeah, things good to come. Thing. Yeah, right, it's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're yes. you're on the positive. You're on the positive. Okay, I'm with yeah. you. Yep. Um, I am uh sitting on a train of St. Charles, Illinois, um, where the Riverlands Brewery. Um, is making good, good, good beers. Um, this one is called the Dean Street IPA. Uh, the nice thing about them is on the back of their beers, they always tell you what it's hopped with. This is a New England-style IPA. Uh, it's got Citra, Simcoe, and Apollo hops. I'll be honest <laughs> with you guys, I've had very few beers from them that I didn't absolutely love. Lars, you would absolutely love them. They're absolutely mm. up our... And they're like, you know, they got enough, like... Like this, this citra one, like it just tastes, you know, got a lot of like citrusy notes, obviously, um, but just delicious, delicious. And I actually had one earlier of them called Blues. Every every couple of weeks they come out with uh, a bunch of new stuff, and so I've, I've I've rarely bought the same thing twice from them, but I've also rarely been disappointed with what I did buy. So we are going to get to our prediction slash wager segment to to wrap up and and to give you a summary of how last week went. Uh, spoiler, not great. Uh, but in the meantime, we do want to get to a wild card and a, a, and apparently Sunday at Lincoln Station in Chicago, where the Bills and Beers crew originated, there was a little bit of post game action, or I don't I actually don't know when it went down in the game. But Suge and Cass, you guys sent a setup. Looks like they were set up on outside. They had TVs outside. Everybody's responsibly distancing. So really glad to see that. Uh, and and let me just preface this story for all of our listeners. And we've we've talked about this before. That in Chicago there are two Bills backers bars. Okay, that no surprise. Chicago's a big city. A lot of people from Buffalo and Western New York end up there. 
what is a surprise though is they're right down the street from each other. They, they Chicago is a very, very, very large city in terms of like square mileage, and the Bills bars are maybe 400 yards apart. Uh, you know, if if you hit the center of Lincoln Avenue just right with your three wood, you might be able to one hop the bar from one to the other. And there is definitely a different character between Lincoln Station, where the Bills and Beers crew hangs out, and Delilah's, the hardcore punk whiskey bar, uh, down the street. Now, they they like to fancy themselves like the true blue, gritty, like authentic Bills fans. Like, we're not, we don't need, we don't need fucking waiters and waitresses here because we're Delilah's and we're a bunch of badasses. Whatever. We, we proudly say that we go to Lincoln Station because we like our creature comforts. We like to actually watch the game on a big screen. And we like to be served food. So sue us. But, you know, Delilah's yeah, tracks like, a certain element. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a certain hardcore element. And, um, you know, not surprisingly, Delilah's, who, by the way, tried to undercut our Bears party f- four years ago. More on that in another pod sometime. But true to fashion, you know, didn't really have their act together enough from what I from what I picked up from you guys uh, to have seating available for Sunday's game. So it's my understanding, or at least your suspicion, that some of that Delilah's element bled down into the Lincoln Station atmosphere on Sunday. And what was the result, Cass well- and Suge? So here's the thing, you know, we're all struggling during COVID, right? Bars especially. Well, we all want to support it. And if you have a crowd like a bunch of Bills fans that want to help your bar, that want to help, you know, you know, do what is necessary, then my goodness, how lucky are you that you get that crowd available to you? But Delilah's, the problem, I don't know if the problem is that, you know, Delilah's didn't have their act together and so they weren't open for Bills games, or is it that, they just knew that the crowd that's there was not going to follow any rules or regulation and keep their staff safe. I don't know what the problem was, but I definitely saw a table of kids, and I'm going to call them kids because I'm an old-ass man. Yeah. Um, at first, I told Cassie, I was like, oh, they're like DePaul kids. She's like, no, those guys are out of college. Also like, oh, worth noting here, though, Suge, I can't tell the difference right now between a 14-year-old and a 24-year-old. So, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I, I got, yeah, I got I no, mean, no frame of reference. I, just, I you hope you can tell the difference between – well, I hope it's boys. Girls, I hope you're you're a little bit better nope. if you'll tell the difference. Yeah. Nope. Cass, I've I, been off the market for over 20 years. I Like, no. No. So, I, I don't um, know. You know, then they're all 14. Just go with they're guys, all 14. Yeah, just assume Jack, they're all 14. Exactly. That. Right. So the these guys, you know, they started off, you know, they were they were watching the game, having a good time. They were doing the, a bunch of shots, you know, and that's not abnormal at Lincoln Station. You know, people are no. ordering rounds of shots after shot after shot and whatever. I mean, remember Jaybird, uh, well, Jailbird, right? That girl, Jailbird. all her people. They used who, to who we crazy. then awkwardly ran into in Austin, who now, who now watches games with Jeff. I mean, you talk about a right. small world. Right, and so um, everything was fine, and then the, they just ended up fucking just blind drunk. And at some point, you know, as the game, the Jets started to come back, blah, blah, blah. You know, I dropped a couple F-bombs, and I realized that there's, like, you know, a table with kids behind me. And I was like, oh, good, oof, you know, sorry, sorry, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then these guys just unload, talking to the table next to them, just with that – you know that level of drunk that I had towards Cassie last time, <laughs> you know, like that blind I drunk. Um, yeah, I'm glad that the listeners don't. Um, that just you fucking blah blah blah, you motherfucker, mother blah blah blah. Like it was just 
fucking horrible. So it's also they, worth noting that like the like the rivalry between Lincoln Station and Delilah's isn't all that friendly. Like it's it's fairly acrimonious and it's mostly one way. It's yeah, the Delilah's I mean, crew at the at the Lincoln Station crew. Right. We don't. No. No. And and they weren't yelling at. They were just yelling to yell. Like, they weren't. They were talking about (laughs) another set of. Like, they were talking to another set of Bills fans. They were all in agreement. They were like, oh, yeah. Like, you're not even. So, I guess it was someone that was like a Bears fan that was wearing a Bills jersey, which happens all the fucking time. Which was their buddies. It was their buddies. It was their friends. It was their friends. And they just started fucking screaming at each other. And just like, you know, just like absolutely fucking wasted. Just like can't hold your own liquor. Now, granted, they had probably enough liquor to kill a fucking horse, but <laughs> still, don't drink that much if you can't fucking handle your liquor, right? You know, like that's that's all there is to it. And so, um, I mean, I waited till I got home before I got that drunk, right? So, <laughs> but but then by the end, they're just fucking a mess, right? And you know, the whole thing is that, and I'm gonna get back to this because I do want to talk a little bit about what Ben provided for us. But, you know, he set up these tables outside. He set up TVs outside, like multiple outdoor TVs, you know, sound outside, um, tables nicely spread apart. And, of course, they're respecting zero of the boundaries that are set up. They're going back from table to table to table, you know, jumping on each other, acting stupid. Oh, um, and, you know, and so, you know, Ben's trying to keep the peace and he's like, hey, you guys, you guys got to stay at your table. You can't leave your table, you know, blah, 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 you know nothing obviously at this point they can't even they don't even know they're each other's names and then it all culminates with the beauty of we're pretty much at the end of the game i think the game is over at this point and they still are ordering more shots and then one guy just decides to fucking aerosolize his fucking vomit all over the entire patio of lincoln station that's set up it was it was not all over the patio but he definitely just like he projectile bombed it. It wasn't oh, yes, like he, yes. he didn't like put his head between his knees and just puke. No. Like he, <laughs> he out. It, it, like up and out. It was out, right? And trust me, as a person who knows about when when something is being aerosolized, his COVID was aerosolized at that <laughs> moment. Okay. Like his he, so he probably his covered, vomit. He, sitting there his vomit would have gone nice through the uprights on like Tyler Bass's field goals. Right, exactly. It, it, yeah, it was. It had the distance. Um, but you know, I'm looking at the the group that's like behind them, like on the other side of the vomit, who are just sitting there in sheer fucking horror, and like, you know. And so then finally, like, I see fucking Ben's out there. This guy set up this beautiful patio with all these TVs, and this guy has to fucking mop up not Lincoln Station, but he has to mop up Lincoln Avenue. <laughs> you know, like he's sitting there like mopping up the fucking street to pick up this guy's puke. And he's like, you guys got to go. And they're, like, sitting there trying to finish off their, their, their bottles. So I go inside because you know I'm not finished drinking and uh, have, have another beer just, you know, just to hang out. And I was talking with Ben saying, uh, you know, those guys are assholes, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the neighboring businesses comes by and talks to Ben. He's like, dude, I got to tell you, there's some of those guys that, want, that left your place. He's like, you know, they're fucking hammered. He's like, they tried to jump through fucking tables in the – in the in the neighboring businesses that were set up, like all of Lincoln Ave is set up with all these tables set up for outdoor dining uh. and whatever, and they tried to jump through it. And of course, there's such pussy asses that they couldn't even make it through the fucking table. They're not even real <laughs> fucking Bills fans. They couldn't jump through a fucking table. If you're gonna fucking do it, one of them actually tried yeah, to jump up, 
jump up on a railing and tried to jump on the table. Still didn't break it because he's a fucking pansy. So Jesus. my whole thing is that what a nightmare. Look, I don't fucking care about the whole Delilah's thing. It's very clear that we are the best Bills bar in Chicago. <laughs> we are the biggest Bills bar. They're just, I mean, yeah, are they the original Bills bar? Yeah. Do they suck at taking care of the rest of the Bills community? Yeah, because when I came there to Chicago and wanted to join their Bills bars and wanted to get involved, did they fucking respond? No. So I started our own fucking Bills bar, right? And now it's a hundred times the size of theirs, and we're open, and they're not. So, frankly, I don't need a single fucking person from Delilah's to come and ruin the experience at Lincoln Station that people have done a lot of work to get yeah. set up. It was not easy for you know Ben to figure out the reservation system that he's going to do so that he could have 60 people inside and then extended himself to make sure that there was outdoor seating and you know to, 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 to allow more people in. Um, and then to just have people, you know, like the last thing we fucking need is that there's some complaint against some asshole Bills fan and he gets his outdoor patio shut down, right? And then we're yeah. all fucked, right? Or he gets the bar shut down, whatever, and we're all fucked and we don't get to watch the game. So, you know. Well, let's, well, let's, let's bring us back to the wild card here. So, I mean, what a nightmare. What a scene. Um, yeah. And, and, big, and big ups to Lincoln Station and to Ben, the owner in particular, who's, who's always been more or less good to us and sounds like he's really going the extra mile here. Given the circumstances, so that's good to hear. But this is the wild card segment. Enough about us. Sorry. This is a podcast about the Buffalo Bills. So given that, given all that, who on this Buffalo Bills team just shows up and wrecks shit? It wasn't invited. Nobody really wanted here. Doesn't know his limit. I'll go first. I'm glad we extended this guy. He seems okay. He's pretty good at his job. But Deion Dawkins is a little bit cheesy. <laughs> He's a little bit like, all right, buddy. Okay, yeah, got it. Okay, yeah, I, I got the joke. Okay, okay, yes. Just tone it down just a little bit. Like, he's, he's a little bit obnoxious, right? I mean, is, is it just me? Am I too old? Am I too much of a fuddy-duddy? Or is, or is like, Dion Dawkins the guy who's kind of, like, driven the joke into the ground? And it's like, hey, man, you like, you're, you're like a nine. It'd be great if you were at, like, a three. Um, I, I'm glad he's on our team. He seems like a good guy. I love all the social justice stuff he's doing. Not afraid to say it, but... Uh, if there was one guy who just kind of showed up and made it lame, it might be Deion Dawkins. You already know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Okay. We don't need to add it after hey, everything on. we say, right? <laughs> yeah, we like it's just it's uh, come on, it's a little cute. Bill, coming to you. So okay, you're gonna have to repeat what the wild card is. So it's it's who on the Bills would be the guy who just shows up and makes it lame. Or like shows just up ruined, and wrecks stuff, or like it for everybody, you just know? ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, it just took took our cool mellow time and just made it completely the opposite. Cass, while Bill's ruminating, coming to I got, you. I got one. I got one for sure. Go, Sudge. Go, I think go, it's going go. To be, I think it's going to be a little bit odd, and you guys may be surprised, but it's going to be in a specific context, right? It's going to be fucking Tyler Bass. Okay, mm. <laughs> just sitting there. We're all playing, playing fucking putt putt. Everyone's having a good time. We got our ice cream. You know, the kids are around. And this motherfucker decides he wants to fucking take a drive a ball into the 18th yeah. hole from the first hole and just doesn't have that touch, doesn't have that, just doesn't know the context, just doesn't know the situation in which, hey, it's time to just, it's just time to just tap the ball. Just, just tap the ball. No, go with his gorilla penis leg. Tap, tap, tap a Just, he's got to go at it with his gorilla penis leg, right? And just fucking 
kick the shit out of the ball, and like suddenly <laughs> someone gets hurt, like the ball hits a little kid in the head, and like the refs don't know if it's in or out. They're just guessing out there because it's right. weak one it's for like them too. It was right here. Why did you have to go above, above? <laughs> The freaking <laughs> uprights. Like, if you had just kicked it normal, we would all know that it was in the center. There like, would be no question because it would have gone inside the uprights. It's just, you don't need to do all that, man. You don't need to jump through those tables. You could just, just watch the game and shut up. Have a couple beers. I like that one. Bill, you have one now? I mean, here's the thing. Um, for some reason, my mind can't get off this. All I'm thinking is, like, Patrick DeMarco showing up off of IR, not even, <laughs> literally not even on the team anymore. But he shows up at the party. <laughs> He's like, what? Huh? Huh? Oh, well, I'm, hey, I'm, Pat. I'm not, what? I'm not supposed to be here? Good, huh? <laughs> good to see you. We miss you. It's yeah. funny because we talked about him, and then it was, the, it was the next day that they just cut ties. We just said, like, if, if we still need Patrick DeMarco on this team, we're hurting. And, yeah, no, we don't. So what do you know? <laughs> Cass, round us out here. Yeah, so I'm going to take a little bit of a different viewpoint being the female on the team and have a female perspective. That's why you're here. I I love this guy, but it's going to be Jordan Poyer because Mm. who's Jordan Poyer going to show up with? Yeah. Rachel Too much. Too much. Right? Like, like she, if you notice, like, all the girls are, like, pretty tightly connected and, and, like, Jeff Day is probably with me, right? Like... I'm like five links deep in like social media, like looking at their cousins' photos that's like at the game. <laughs> but there's this like whole like female camaraderie, you know, Jerry Hughes's wife leads it off and, you know, uh, Thurman Thomas's wife gets involved. You know, there's just like that female. Rachel Bush is once has no part of it. And part Extra. of it's beca- because when she show, I mean, God, like I would be sitting there probably having a great conversation with like five dudes. She would walk in and like every dude would just like yeah, blank on I mean, what I was just just focus on her. Which don't blame her. I mean she's a hot chick, but I'm sorry I don't need that around if I'm like you know trying to have a good time. And, and like I mean, and the guys aren't looking because she's a hot chick. She is a hot chick, but there's plenty of hot chicks that are girlfriends or wives of Bills players. It's because her half of her ass is hanging out, right? <laughs> and when that. a naked chick walks into a bar, I'm like. Oh, there's a naked chick, right? Like, it's yeah. Not- it's like, yo, I can't not look. So it's like she might be 14, she might be 24. I'm looking. <laughs> it's like everyone that was running by on at Lincoln Station. Oh my God, you guys! I don't man and woman. Like there were men running by, and they were running like fucking gazelles. Okay, they naked? were running. I mean, shirts off, naked, like little sh- little off, little shorts. Wait, Lars, man, like so there was chicks running topless down Lincoln Avenue. Way to bury the lead. No, I mean, it was like, oh, I'm walking by or running in, like, yoga pants and, um, oh. and, and a, a sports, and a sports bra. bra. Well, that's, like, that's, I mean, that's, no, 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 you're, but you're a half mile not, from DePaul in the heart of Lincoln Park. These were not normal women. These were not normal women. No. These were not normal men, right? The men looked like they were out of a fucking GQ catalog. Adonis. The women looked like they were, you know, out of Cosmo or whatever. Were they just doing laps back up and uh, back and forth? I don't know. No, it was never the same person. There was just, like, the most beautiful people that kept running it's, up and down Lincoln. It's Lincoln Park, man, I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't Lincoln know. Park. I lived in Lincoln Park. It didn't look like that. Good luck. Uh, I don't know. I'm just have, old have you guys and ever and been around 24. Chicago? Have you ever been graced by the naked bike ride? Yes. Oh my gosh, That's not a pretty thing. That's my boy. boy is that correct. startling when, when you're not expecting it? Holy cow! So for for all of our listeners not in Chicago, once a year there is exactly what it sounds like a naked bike ride, and hundreds of people ride their bikes naked through this. And I think they might might do this in multiple cities. 
But it, it 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 happened upon me once in my 14 years in Chicago, and I wasn't expecting it. And it is really something to behold. Hey, hey, Lars, try this one on for size. Imagine being at Halligan Bar, wide open windows, right on Lincoln Avenue, with your parents. Nice. Oh no! Because you're graduating from college. <laughs> And having a beer with my friends, they were like, hey, we'll do a bar tab. Have your friends all come by, right? And sure enough, that's the day of the naked bicycle ride. So it's always like the second weekend in June. Yeah. So be careful. And my parents are like, where the hell did we send you to school? (laughs) Well, and and they don't, like, they purposely don't disclose where it's going to be because they don't want all the pervs to show up. So it, like, it literally just comes out of nowhere. Okay, so... Last week, we introduced a new segment on this podcast. We're putting our money where our mouth is this year. Everybody but Suge was all, well, we weren't all, was was in on $20 at, I think we got it at like plus 425. So we each would have walked away with like $83 on top of the 20, in, or in addition to the 20 we would have gotten back. If the Bills had won by 14 or more points and if the over was 40, the Bills had the ball on fourth and inches at the goal line to put that away and to win us that bet, and they opted for the field goal, got the field goal, and then gave up a touchdown. We did, we got we got the over 40, but we did not get the 14-point spread, but we were right there. A crusher. I thought we had it. So we are now the official tally. Bill, Lars, Jeff, and Cassie down 20. Suge. Even Steven. Well, this week was Jeff's week to pick our wager. He is not with us, but it's Cassie's turn. And I'm going to turn it over to her to, to let us know, to let you know what this week's... Because uh, Spoiler alert, we Jeff and I have already taken this bet. So if Bill and Suge both take it, we're all in. And we're not betting $20. We're each betting $40 on Cass. Take it away. So... I looked about the bets, I looked at what was available, and I wanted to make it a little spicy. It's a spice. I like it. Because you know what we're going for this year? We want to win the division. Mm-hmm. So, the bet is, it's a parlay. Bills win, Patriots lose, Jets lose. And then, of mm-hmm. course, if the Bills win, the Dolphins will lose. So, if we get this bet, not only will we make money... But we'll also be in sole ownership, number one place in the AFC East. Lord, it's a twofer. It's a twofer. playing? Yeah. So the uh, so I'm, I'm looking up right now. The Patriots are playing Seattle, and the Jets are playing San Francisco. I'm in. But but let's go back. I'm let's in. go back. To, I'm in. Yeah. Well, I'm hold in. on. Hold on. Bill. Bill. Don't. Bill. Don't say what you are just yet. I just want to go back and revel for a second at how Cassie's brain works. I think most people here watched Game of Thrones or most people listen to it. Like, Cassie is full-blown Khaleesi. It is not good enough for her to win. She has to literally scorch the earth. It's not good enough for the Bills to win. She wants everybody in the AFC East to perish. She wants forfeitures. <laughs> she wants she wants a COVID outbreak in Foxborough, Massachusetts that takes out the film study guy and everybody from Bill Belichick all the way down to the girl who serves him water between between timeouts. And I love that about Cassie. And that's what this bet reflects. Suge is in. 
Cassie's in. I'm in. Jeff's in. Bill, are we all in? We're all in. Whoa! Week two, baby, for the first time all season. The Bills crew is all in. Bills, oh, Niners, man. and Seahawks. Three-way parlay. I think we got it at, what, plus 182? Woo! Let's see if it's still the same. We got the money line. Free money, as far as I'm concerned. What? It's only Free plus money. 182 for a three-way parlay? I think the I think the Niners and I think the Niners are heavily favored, and I think the Bills. Well, the Bills are five and a half favorites on the road, so. Oh, okay. Right. I don't know what the, I, I don't know what the I don't have. No, oh, hey, I, that's I, why I we got to drop forty, right? That's why we got to drop forty, make extra money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the line for the Seahawks, um, for the Seahawks Patriots is. I, th- but I think I think that both the. I mean, Russell yeah, Wilson so, looks like he's playing out of his mind, and that Seahawks D is going to destroy Cam Newton. They're and gonna beat the, him up. And New England's in Seattle, and um, I can't find the. Does Seattle have um fans? No, right? No, only Jacksonville and okay, and San Francisco's in New York, but New York's one of the worst teams in the league. So, so that's it. You heard it here first. All in. What are we thinking for scores? So I do think the Bills are gonna win. Uh, Suge. Uh, props to you and Jeff for getting the the month or no, you guys got the the spread at where it opened at three and a half points. Very smart. I don't think I would take it at five and a half, which is where it was last I looked at it. I think this game's gonna be closer than we would prefer. I think that and especially with Fitzpatrick, I think they're they're probably due for a couple garbage time scores that'll pull it within like four points. I do think the Bills should win this game. And uh, obviously, I'm betting that they will, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's if it's like uncomfortably close. Both Dolphins games last year were. Can you remind me what uh, they put up on the Patriots? D. It was, I think the final score was like it was similar to the Jets game. It was like 27-17 or something like that. Okay, but Allen Allen loves playing against the Dolphins. He always has his best games against the Dolphins. So from your lips to God's ears, and and directly into our wallets. So each of you owes me forty dollars. Cass, you already gave me twenty. You got to give me another twenty, uh, and we'll get we'll get this thing, baby. Two hundred bucks. Wait, do I get? Do I need to give uh, you another forty? Uh, forty or twenty? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You lost that first twenty you gave me. I'm sorry to say that's how it works. <laughs> I feel like I end up. And we're putting our money where our mouth is, baby. <laughs> All right. Someone stop me before like things get crazy. <laughs> yeah, don't don't look to Jeff for that level of control. I don't think Jeff's the man who's going to help you. But Bill, when we win this one, we'll all have money to roll over. I got you. Like that. All right. Well, uh, F- Suge, I'm glad you're able to join us here. One and zero. Hopefully, at the top of the division next year, if our if our or next week rather, if our if our bet comes to fruition. Uh, Team looked pretty good. Can't really ask for much more. The guys who got nicked up sounds like they're going to be okay. Could be the case that we bench them just because we don't need them. Hopefully that is the case, and we can all just keep keep on keep this train a rolling. Schedule does get pretty interesting in uh, weeks three through eight or so. So it's not going to be long before we see what this team is really made of. But for now, we're one and zero. The best way to start a season, and let's see if we can keep it rolling. Uh, find us online. Just search for Bills and Beers. Follow us on 
uh, on the social medias. I'm not actually posting these episodes now, mostly because uh, Facebook is a is a right wing misinformation cesspool. So I'm not going to support them in any way, shape, or form. So subscribe <laughs> on this podcast or subscribe to this podcast, however you can, and tell everybody you know in Bill's Nation how you found us. On, on behalf of everybody, Bill, Cast, Suge, and of course Jeff down there in Austin, Texas. Go Bills! Go Bills! Bills make me wanna Shout.